Thank you for tuning in Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with Comic Mark Henley. Mark Henley, how the hell are you? I'm good, dude. How you doing? Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming on. You are the, um, well, here, uh, dude, you're showing up on my uh, Zoom as the big dog. Is that is that what people <laughs> in, on Zoom call you? Yeah, yeah. I, I jokingly started calling myself the big dog to yes. uh, the people at comedy shows. I used to, when I host an open mic, I would uh, randomly declare people were the big dog of the night <laughs> and then uh, got jealous of that and started calling myself the big dog. Yeah. And, uh, you know, during Zoom calls, it's, you know, uh, it's obnoxious uh, to just change your name to the big dog and stuff. So I, I've been doing that for a while. And that's why that pops up. Did you do? Yeah, you're, you got a good luck, man. You're the big dog. Thank you. I, the, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're the man to know in Jersey, man. So, like, you're, I mean, first of all, you're doing, I mean, I'll, I'll fucking mention the socials, which everybody knows. It's Mark Henley at both Twitter and Instagram, but also mm-hmm. on Facebook. They give you a follow because um, you post a lot of the, the stuff you're doing with Comedy Fight Club. You're a big official now. Yeah, I'm an official Comedy Fight Club, the official yes. big dog of Comedy Fight Club. I, I open so, up all the shows. Yeah, when you people watch the show on Gas Digital. Yeah, when I'm people, when people, say, yeah, you're the first dude, and you're fucking, you're fucking yelling about the importance of Comedy Fight Club on Gas Digital, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> yell about the importance of the Comedy Fight Club championship yes. and uh, how everyone should want to be the champion and and all that. <laughs> and of course they do, man. It's sacrosanct. Like this thing is, this thing's fucking huge, man. Everybody's on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Sean Gardini, he's the current champion. If you don't want to take him down, then uh, then oh. do you even do you even want to be the best roaster in the, in the New York region? Dude, I I can't <laughs> fucking sniff at the greatness of some of these people. Like, like I can't. You know, I'm not really a comic in general, but fucking roasting people always seems so mean. And I told Matt Marin so, and he's like, "Well, it's not gonna yeah. be a race cup of tea." <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it is mean, but it also isn't like I I I don't really even when I do roast, I don't really even hear what the other person says. Kind of okay, okay. like I don't really internalize it. People will be like, oh, "You're a fat idiot," and I just kind of I'm like, "All right, my joke time now." Like it doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah, I, I, I think some people their feelings feelings get hurt, but like for me, uh, I, I get more upset if like the roast doesn't go well because all roasts, all roasters at some point it doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what he said. It's like, you go in there with the plan, like, you know what they're going to hit you on. So you're going to be ready for it. And if they don't hit yeah. you there, it's like, you can't, you can't hit them back. You know, if they don't talk yeah. about, you know, you being the big dog, it's like, you can't hit them back for doing it. <laughs> yeah. You write all these, uh, all these comebacks to about how you're fat or stupid. And then they just, they just go with something different. And you're like, well, I guess I can't do any of those. Uh, and he said, even one guest was like, can you, can you, can you put on these glasses? I had things I had things planned. Like I think one wrote, one person was roasting another and like he gave mm-hmm. the comic glasses. He's like, I'm used to you having glasses on. Can you please put these glasses on? <laughs> uh, well, I was, at, I was at a roast the other night in Brooklyn and a guy did another joke, did a joke about the other guy had a bad hairline okay. and it didn't land. And I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, well, cause the guy's still got his hat on. You take his hat off, you know, uh, cause both of them weren't doing that well during the, the battle. So I was like, you should yeah. just take his hat off and help the other guy out. Yeah. You know, and so as an official, is it your duty to step in and take those hats off or put those glasses on? <laughs> no, no. My, my thing is just uh, I, I start the show out because, uh, um, you know, we, we usually have like two openers uh, for the show. Okay. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of good to have somebody on that can kind of introduce the show and, yeah. and, and, and sort of bring up the energy. So sometimes I only do like a couple minutes. I'll just like do a few bits and yell a little bit and get the energy up so that when the show starts, people are like ready to go. <laughs> And I, were you there with the recent dust up and the recent woman who pretended to be offended at certain things, but not other things? 
Yeah, yeah, the V spot. There's a, a woman walked up and started heckling the show, uh, getting upset at at uh, at the the racial jokes. Which I, I mean, Matt Matt would want me to say this, but I kind of get. Like we were so the show we were doing was um in front of the V spot in St. Mark's. Okay. So we're on the street. It's not like you know people just walking by uh, can kind of hear it. So it's like they didn't um, sign up for it necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah. so she, she and and some part of me also wants to think it's a little bit brave to like because like she's wrong like. I think in her mind, she thinks he's at like a white supremacist rally, which is not what it is. The comedians on stage weren't white. Like it was, it's a weird thing. So like some part of me thinks like, well, she actually thinks she's standing up to, yeah. to some bad people when really it's just a bunch of people, you know, uh, just telling jokes and stuff. And, and, and I wouldn't want to fucking stand up to a, to a whole fucking crew of roast <laughs> of, of seasoned roast comics. But she, she like took the next step, which the next day she like went and found our Instagram page and uh, left a nasty thing. And then she was making Instagram stories about how the V spot should be ashamed of us, um, which is, is ridiculous. And, and the thing that, that was bothering me about it was that she went on there and she posted uh, that they were doing racial jokes based um, at the two non-white comedians that were on stage. Right. Which is like such a distorted way of looking at it. Like it's, first off, it assumes these two guys uh, Vinay and Miles Coe, they don't know what show that they're on, that they're too naive, that we've somehow tricked them into this, and not that they wanted to do a roast battle. Yeah, that they're, they're ready, like they're ready to rebut that, those black, they're, they're ready to rebut any minority joke you have, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> or, but also, like, you don't have to rebut every joke. Some things are meant in good spirits, so yeah. you don't have to be like, you know, uh, so, so, like, they know what show it is, they're part of the show, um, you know, and, and they wanted to be part of it, and, and also feels like, uh, it's it, it, it just like twisting it, and like and then she also it, it's just a, a distorted way of looking at things. To, to, uh, it, I, I say it's brave, but it, also it's just as equally as dumb to jump into something without taking yeah. a moment to try to understand what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, even from your perspective, even if nobody had, you know, kind of stood up to anything, like were, were any of the comments, you know, mean spirited or no? No, no. I mean, as mean spirited as roast can possibly be. Yeah. Um, but like all of it's meant in good fun. I, I think some people legitimately think that like that racial based jokes lead to more racism. And I just don't think that's true. You the can, same be, way that you can I be racial without being racist, right? Yeah. The same way that like listening to aggressive music, I think doesn't turn you into like a school shooter, you know, w which was always the, the thing to me was when I was a kid, they'd be like, you can't play violent video games. You can't listen to, to Marilyn Manson. It's going to turn you into a school shooting uh, Satanist and you're like, or you could just, you know, have fun and listen to music and kind of understand what's real, what's fake, what's serious and what's not, you know? Oh yeah. Like correlation is not causation. And so everybody, it's like, these people are, you know, these people who go shoot up schools are so full of fucking rage <laughs> that yeah. they're going to, you know, play and listen to aggro shit. You know, it's not, it doesn't cause them to do it. It's just like, no, they're full of rage. They would have shot up 10 schools if it weren't for the ability to go online and get some of their rage out via video games or violent music. Sure. Yeah, I 100% I agree. And I also think, are you responsible for every single thing that anyone would do based on something that you said or did, regardless yeah. of whether or not they're right or wrong about your intentions? It just seems like a lot of responsibility to put on people. Yeah, the person, yeah, where does, where's the, yeah where, where does the person, the personal responsibility kick in? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, the think guy, once it leaves your mouth, yeah. Yeah, the, the guy that uh, that shot John Lennon, he said he did it because he liked Catcher in the Rye. I've read Catcher in the Rye. There's no part of that that tells him <laughs> you should shoot John Lennon. But is is the guy that wrote it? Is he now responsible for it because that's what happened? Ah, uh, that's fucking yeah, hilarious, yeah. dude.
I mean, not at all. And, and how many people read the catcher in the Ryan didn't go shoot John Lennon, but I suppose there was no longer, I suppose yeah. we'll never know. You know, once he was, once he was killed, we can never know we, <laughs> how we many can. people I, would have shot John Lennon if, because of catcher in the Ryan. That's so funny. <laughs> we, we can. I mean, I, I read catcher in the Rye, but I read it long after John Lennon was dead. Maybe if he was still alive, I'd be sitting there reading and be like, that motherfucker's still breathing. I need to fucking change this. We need to make sure so there's tell a fucking... me to imagine. <laughs> we need to make sure there's an imagined mosaic in Central Park. Let me go kill that dude. Uh, but what's so funny is like your, you know, the, your personal baby is is couldn't be more different from what we're talking about right now. And that's Snack Attack comedy, man. That fucking looks yeah. hilarious, dude. Tell me about it. So yeah, Snack Attack is is a very wholesome show. Uh, yes. It's basically me and my friend Ben Miller. We're very competitive. Um, it started out as a live show where. Uh, where we would competitively uh, make snacks against each other. We would cook snacks for the audience. And we would, you know, we'd start out, we'd host the show. I would explain to the audience that I'm a working class everyman and he's a coastal elitist that looks down upon them. And that at the end of the show, uh, you try our food and then you vote on who you think is the better cook. Okay. You know, either the working man or this, uh, this you know, this uh, Columbia graduate that, you know. Yeah, this effete that, snob, yeah. Yeah, this elitist, this elitist uh, you know. So you guys would actually have people over and cook for them? And, like, what would you be cooking? Like, like cheese on crackers? And he'd be doing fucking, uh, you know, toast points and caviar. Like, what were the snacks that you were preparing this live before the show even started? Well, no, we, we uh, had a – there was a venue in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And we okay. would – there was a kitchen next to uh, the area where the audience was. So we would okay. go and we would cook uh, food in the kitchen. And then, like, we would come out from the kitchen to introduce comedians, and the comedians would, like, would do sets uh, as the show happened. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so one of them was a grilled cheese contest where, uh, where I made uh, – my, my friend Ben, he made a pesto grilled cheese, yeah. you know, very fancy. And I made a uh, Flaming Hot uh, Cheeto grilled cheese where I put yes. Flaming Hot Cheetos, I crushed it, and I yes. put it on the outside. This is also when I was uh, very fat. Okay. I've since lost 75 pounds, but uh, when I was very fat, I was, I, I would crush up red hot Cheetos and put Cheetos inside of it. And sure, uh, sounds great, dude. Yeah. I won that one, uh, eight to seven. And I, I only know the vote count because Ben recently brought up the vote count and I was like, you remembered it? And he was like, I got like, of course, like, cause he's, he's still salty to this day. Yeah. But does that mean that you had 15, you had to make enough food for 15 judges and who were the judges, the comedians or the audience? Oh no, it was uh 15, uh, audience members. Wow, so you cook for fifteen though, or did they have like segments of grilled cheese? Um, did you no, do fifteen yeah, grilled cheeses. We probably did more because because uh, we also did it for the comics, and then also not everyone stayed. My lord, uh, to vote and stuff. Some people would eat and leave. Um, we could typically get like twenty to like thirty to forty people in this room. <gasps> and um, you'd, you'd feed yeah. that many. Yeah, you're like yep. a professional chef, right? That's not your day job, is it? <laughs> no, no. This is also like also kind of the bit was uh, generally that. Uh, ben would try for, for for bigger things like he would make cookies and I would uh, <laughs> make something way uh, way less skilled but I would have a stronger branding it would also be way dumber you know um, <laughs> but how would he make cookies so would he make cookies during the show because that takes a while yeah yeah he would we had like a toaster oven there so he would toast he would make them in the toaster oven and sometimes it would completely screw up like one of yes. them I won because he was trying to make ice cream in like the space of like 70 minutes so it, it barely yielded any ice cream yeah and then oh, I made, so you just bite off less and you win by default yeah yeah and, and then nice. i i made like i think i made that time i think i made the cup of dirt so that you just make pudding and then put in uh you know crushed oreos and, yeah Amazing. and and gummy worms and yeah. just like 
and then every you know everyone eats like a, a mouthful of, of ice cream then i have like an actual you know actual thing and then they're yeah. like okay that thing wins so that's amazing there were dude. a bunch you're yeah you're, you're then, a genius you're a snack food genius <laughs> thanks and then uh uh, we decided that it'd be fun to do a an internet show to promote the live show. So okay. what we would do is instead of cooking, we would uh, do curation. So we would um, we would each pick a snack, and then we'd have a guest over, and they would discern determine which snack was better. So um, we did that for a few episodes, but then the quarantine hit. Yeah, how'd you um, switch it up? Well, for, I want to first off state that, and, and we did three episodes of it where people were coming to my house to, to try snacks, and I won that one two to two to one. Yes. Because um, he he likes very bland things, and again, this is me at my fattest, so he's like offering people stuff like like uh, uh, rice crackers and water, Ugh. and I'm offering like <laughs> uh, like chips and dip and Mountain yes. Dew, like 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 flavorful things. Yeah. Um, but which is sometimes too much. Sometimes people don't like to. Like the the one that he won was uh, rice cakes and water versus Andy Cap hot fries and Dr Pepper. How do you lose? You ever that? have Andy Cap hot fries? No, they sound amazing. They're they're a snack like Ben said he does that he'd never seen them and now he sees them everywhere he goes. Okay. They're like these these old these like uh they're like real thin um cheese fries that are spi- they're spicy. They're I'm looking at it. I'm lo- looking at it right now. Are yeah, they like shoestring? Like some... Are they like shoestring potatoes where they're hard? Yeah, yeah, they're they're hard and crunchy, and okay. the Andy Cap is some character from a comic I've never read. But they were like everywhere when I was growing up. Andy Cap hot fries. But you can um, beat rice then, cakes, man. Come on, Christiana Jackson. Nah, is she the one judging that? Yeah, she judged that. She actually did not. She actually preferred the rice cakes and, and water. Why? But for the other ones, like for the Matt Marin one, uh, he picked. Um, ben picked uh, jalapeno chips and water. He doesn't drink anything other than water. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and people I, dr I, pepper and shit and he's he's having to go with water he's yeah. always at a disadvantage man and i That's picked funny. uh i picked chips and uh so, sour cream and onion dip with yes. uh mountain dew code red which the, there first off there's no no way world where ben would ever win the episode of matt Marin on it because uh matt likes all like the weird dumb food that i like and <laughs> uh and ben also picked uh i know he was done because he also picked jalapeno chips which like matt doesn't like spicy food oh. so you just didn't know the audience, you yes, know? Yes, man. You're, you're, just, um, you're, just, you're just winning by, like, yeah, doing all the little <laughs> things, man. Like, not biting off more than you – like, in all these food shows, you can't bite yeah. off more than you can chew. You have to finish in the amount, and you have to know your audience, and that's just amazing, dude. It's big, yeah. And then, so, when quarantine hit, uh, Ben went to Texas for a while, and I was staying in Jersey City. So, we decided to do, like, these quarantine ones where, um, where we would all film it all over Zoom, and – we would uh, send the person a snack and then we would all eat the same snack. And then we would have the audience uh, vote over who they thought had the better snack picked. Okay. So, um, so like each week uh, one of us would submit a snack and then they would say if the snack was good or not. And so you just like send, uh, you know, cotton candy, Captain Crunch, I see as one of them. So you would send yes. that to this person in the mail. Yeah. So yeah, That's we, awesome. uh, well for that one, uh, for some reason I, I was, Cause like Ben was would ship anything. And it, I was trying to deliver that. I was delivering that hand to somebody. Okay. So that Scott Holt is like a very funny comedian and a friend of mine. So we had him uh, eat that. That was uh, um, that's probably the best thing that we ate the entire uh, season. I think was the cotton candy Captain Crunch. It's very good. You wouldn't think so because it seems like a dumb idea. Cause cotton candy isn't crunchy. So why would you want 
why would you make a crunchy cereal out of like a non-crunchy food by definition? You know, well, that's the taste is great though. But, uh, but so the earlier episodes, those your snack versus his snack, but here you only have one snack. And so how are you guys even competing then? So uh, basically uh, we would score points over the course of that season. So, via, via the first what, episode, so yeah. So like the cotton candy captain crunch, you guys decided that this is a product we should send the comic who is Scott Holt. Yeah. And then, so how do, how do people judge who won that? So Scott judges if the snack is good or not. Yeah. So if he likes it, then yeah. I get a point. If he doesn't like it, I get no points. Oh, because you, you chose the snack. Yes. Uh, and then like Ben chose the, the liquor, the licorice and the, the Brian one. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so cool. like, I get yeah. you. Okay. That's fucking cool. All right. I love that. And then, but does that mean it's like for that episode though, it's almost like, you know, whoever's not proposing the snack that, but, but I guess what you're doing is you're like, you're scoring like th- through the episode, he's probably bad mouthing the cotton cat and captain crunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. that's the, the there's like uh, underneath it all there's some sort of weird reality show type uh, angling underneath it, where yeah. we're both where we're both trying. He's trying to get them to say my snack is bad, and yes. I'm trying to get him to say like my snack is good or vice versa. You know. So he's like, that's too sweet. I mean, the cotton candy. And so you guys are you guys all eating it in addition to Scott Holt? Yes. So we're all eating yeah. it. And we, You're we like, oh, this is this too might... sweet. This is too sweet, right, Scott? This is too sweet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and you try you try to basically like, you know, uh, it, it makes it almost like a, a social strategy game on top of it. Yes, I fucking um, love that. and Because then it fleshes out the dynamic of you and Ben, right? Yeah. And I, I think it actually builds to a pretty uh, good finale because we go into the finale, uh, I believe, tied. And then... Uh, was Caitlin Palufo yeah. uh, has a, a Ben snack and she can either decide to like make it so that we tie or that he wins. And, and the decision that she goes with is, is very, is very surprising. I think. Yeah. And you can like sort of see it play out. Cause like we're both very competitive. Um, and it was like, you know, uh, uh, it took like, you know, you know, months to make all these. So it was, it was kind of, th- there was a lot, there's a lot building to it, you know? Yeah. So is there a lot of stuff that you do in the edit? Um, ben does mostly all the editing. He's okay. uh, significantly better at, at editing and, and all these things too. Yeah, because you're doing uh, all is, these close-up, close-up shots of him. You know, in, you know, you guys filming inside the bag and him pouring out this stuff. And I can imagine you know, to heighten the tension in the Caitlin yeah. episode. It's like you guys could uh, get some of that through the edit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the the editing definitely heightens the tension. Um, it's very fun for me to watch the episodes after they're done when I win. But the ones where I don't win uh, <laughs> is definitely less fun. <laughs> I fucking love that. Now, now I want you to comment on my current snack of choice because I'm, yep. I'm like you, like I will gain and lose, you know, 70 pounds at a clip, man. I'm mm-hmm. on my, my 10th fat. Let me tell you, like I'll fucking lose 50, gain 50, like it's nothing. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my current, here's my current snack. And after I talk with you and the next guest, I'm going to um, go home and eat the snack. And I want you, I think you're going to like it. And I think uh, Matt Marin would like it. And it goes like this. Get yourself a big old bag of ruffles, right? Big old, the big one. Yep. Okay. And you get yourself a big old jar of French onion dip. Yes. The big old one. Okay. And then you just proceed to dump the ruffles in the dip and eat it all with a spoon and eat the whole jar. You're probably going to oh, eat damn. all of both. And it's like, that's I think, it's, I mean, yeah. What do you, I mean, it's, do you think that's tasty first? Well, for, for me, what I would do is um, yes. like homemade, improve it. Homemade sour cream and onion dip, I think, uh, is very yeah. good. So all yeah. you do is you just take, you know, onion soup like those yep. the packet of that. Lipton onion mm-hmm. with sour cream, right? 
Yeah, mix it with sour cream. I, I would love to do that. I, I, you know, I can't do it right now because, you know, I'm trying to, to not uh, gain 70 pounds back. Yeah, but, sorry like, about that. Sorry. Yeah, we're yeah, talking no. about great food here. <laughs> yeah, and even when we filmed that, that was like when I first started trying to lose weight. So, uh, so you know, uh, fill, eating all that food was nice, but it was also still like, I can't keep doing this again. After you agree with me that if I had made my own thing, I don't use my fridge and so I don't do the sour cream. Like I actually, mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I eat it all in one sitting because like once you <laughs> open it, it starts to, you know, the preservatives start to like you, you can eat it warm, but after you open it, then you need to fucking put it in the fridge, right? But I don't use my fridge because I have OCD. And so yeah. like, that's why I'll always do it my way because I suppose I could use, yeah, I suppose I could do that, but then I eat the whole tub right away though. I wouldn't pu fucking put it back. But I guess the question is after you, like I guess the way to improve it is to do the Lipton onion soup and the whole thing is sour cream. But, you know, after you say that that's the tastiest thing and you agree with my snack and I will win snack attack, like, <laughs> I also want to know what you guys are going to do in your next season, especially now that you're thin. Um, I'm not sure if we do another season, I think what I would do. If I, this thing is a yeah. winner, you got to do thousands of these. Man. <laughs> we, we might do more. We're, we've got other things we're, we're working on right now. Um, uh, but I think I kind of think that if I go back to it, I probably have to stay true to who I am now and actually like have uh, healthier snacks. Like I probably, uh that or i'm gonna go back and just like work through the the, me the memories i have from being overweight and just like uh take that knowledge and and use it to pick snacks through that you know <laughs> back in the day i love this shit and i mean because you could yeah you know as far as trying something you know like of course i hate you know like when you're losing weight the last thing you want to do is tempt yourself at all but sure. you can have a bite of something for purpose of an episode, I suppose, as long as Ben takes it away from you and throws it away <laughs> in the alley yeah, immediately, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, and I think there's probably an opportunity there, and you guys have probably already discussed this too, you know, sample. It'd be like the Try Guys where you're actually sampling people's uh, products, you know, maybe not like a Dr. Pepper, but, uh, you know, an artisanal soda from local Brooklyn and to try to, you know, maybe doctor it up a little bit like you know you can almost what do some partnering with companies that make these snacks so that you can then you know because they're going to like to have what three comics riffing on snacks won't they yeah we should be what we should be doing is we should be taking like uh whatever the new snack food or the new yeah. like fast food thing and like reviewing that essentially yeah um like uh i haven't tried it yet but dunkin donuts now hat because i drink a lot of dunkin donuts coffee Okay. Um, but they have now a ghost pepper donut <gasps> and I don't even know what that would be or why someone would eat that, you know, yeah. but like it is, uh, I, I do think about it a lot. <laughs> like that would be an episode, but I, I, and I think like as long as comedians are riffing on it and as long as there's a way maybe to kind of keep it competitive, even if one person is trashing it, like, you, yeah. you know, there's a fine line to walk, you know, between throwing your sponsor under the bus because one comic's ripping it to shreds and staying true to your user. Because like, if, if there's a million people out there who hate the fucking ghost pepper donut, they're going to love the fact that one of you is uh, trashing it. <laughs> and yeah. the other half of the country is going to love that the other one of you is promoting it. And as long as you're doing it in a funny way, that could be super successful, right? Would you eat a ghost pepper donut or is you not, you not want well, to eat spicy well, pastries? It can't be that. But like meaning ghost peppers are spicy, of course. But yeah. don't we presume that maybe Dunkin' Donuts just put a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, there's, there's they no must way. have put no it down a lot. Actual, it, yeah. I, I, first off, I, I don't believe that. I can't believe that they would actually use ghost peppers. And also, I feel like every other part of the donut quenches heat. 
Yeah. The donut sure. does the donut quenches heat, the icing quenches heat. Like I, I can't imagine it's spicy. Yeah, so I mean if you put a little fucking drop and it's glazed to shit, I mean I, I yeah. probably could I probably could stand it. So yeah, I I'd probably be tr- that would probably be you know, honestly, it might be the only um, manifestation of ghost pepper stuff that I might try because I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah. And, and as long as you ate it right away, you wouldn't have to uh, put it in the fridge or anything. <laughs> oh man. Full fucking circle. And that's what makes Mark Henley the guy to watch. And, <laughs> and we follow him everywhere. He's Mark Henley on both Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. He's Mark Henley. And he's the official now on comedy fight club. So you can see on all his socials, he will post, you know, these videos and he's the official, he's the guy who's, who's shouting at the crowd at the, you know, at the beginning of each video about why the comic fight club is comedy fight club is so important and why everybody should aspire to be the champion great thank you so much man oh yeah but he's also snack attack comedy and that is linked from his um mark henley on instagram so mark henley thank you so much for coming on thank you so much